Hey everyone, welcome to Sludge Glamorous, the one and only podcast solely dedicated to the music of the Melvins. The Melvins, a widely experimental band whose sludgy influence can be heard throughout heavy music over the last three decades. Join me, Tyler, a longtime fan and unofficial Melvins expert, in our podcast today. Welcome everyone. Again, my name is Tyler and we're going to be talking about the Melvin's first official recordings. Um, now we're not talking about the Mangle demos today. We're talking about originally uh, the six songs released, then eight songs, then 10 songs. And now you can find it as 26 songs on Epicac Records, uh, but originally released on CZ Records out of Seattle. And um, we're going to talk today a little bit about the beginning of the Melvins, sort of the, the music you could expect um, when they first came onto the scene. So then as th- those of you unfamiliar with their music, you know, they really uh, early on started out as a really fast band and then sort of morphed into a uh, what's now referred to as sludge or a little bit um, slower uh, mode of music, partly, um, I believe, because of Dale Crover coming on board and really bringing his style to the drums, um, a heavier, uh, more technical sound than who they were with, uh, than their original drummer, which I believe was uh, Matt Dillard. So today we're going to discuss, uh, we're going to start with with 10 songs, and, uh, you know, really... That record for me was was important in the sense that uh, it's a great starting place for the uh, the casual Melvin's listener. I think it still holds up too. You've got a lot of tracks on there that are um, heavy. You've got some fast ones, and then you've got some um, kind of middle of the middle ground ones. But this is where you see uh, Buzz really getting his um, sort of a foothold in what would later become um, the Melvin sound. Still sort of feeling themselves out. And when you talk about the, um, you know, for me, how they, how they first started, uh, you hear some of the, some of their, um, early recordings, like she waits and, and songs like that set me straight, which had been around for since the very early days. And, um, now because of 26 songs, we have the opportunity to go back and look at some of those early recordings. Um, you know, you've got, uh, the opening track easy as it was, and uh, the, the, some of the faster ones like Now a Limo and, and Disinvite were around for a long time. I'd strongly encourage you guys to go and check out 26 songs. I love the, uh, the sound of it. But I think more importantly, it's, it's an important stage in the Melvin's sound where you have uh, their original drummer. I don't feel was able to, to really keep up with the ideas that Buzz had, um, some of the odd time signatures and the um, the heaviness that I think they were trying to to go after those uh, those black flag sounds uh, on the B side of, of my war and uh, those Sabbath type sounds really didn't exist as much um, before Crover came on board. So um, I'm going to play sort of a, a demo from that time um, called She Waits, which I think was actually early on there um, a, uh, a Seattle compilation. And uh, it's super fast. Check it out.
<laughs> One of my favorites there from their early days. She waits. Um, again, and that can be found on uh, the um, some early compilations, the that CZ compilation that also had uh, some bands like the U Men and um, other um, other tracks from from local bands. I, I think uh, Soundgarden was on there as well. Um, trying to look up the um, the track that it came off of, but uh, or the album that it came off of. And uh, so anyway, we'll come back to that. But uh, you can kind of hear that that melding of punk and um, and then the, the the heavier sounds. And that's really where 10 songs, um, you know, or originally six songs when it came out, that's sort of the uh, the wheelhouse that they were doing, doing the sort of balancing those two, those two sounds. But then Dale comes on and you really hear the the difference in their sound. Um, like I said earlier, a more technical sound that they would they would build off of a heavier sound, uh, longer um, kind of, um, you know, tracks that are, are starting to expand a little bit more, um, less of the short sort of thrash metal songs and, and more, uh, you know, three, four minute tracks. Um, so I want to play you. Another one here. This is this is a demo from Twenty Six Songs. It's called "Set Me Straight." It's an al- It's a song that would later appear on the uh, Houdini record um, on Atlantic, but um, it's it was uh, played early on in the stage of the band. So here we go.
Love that track. I think it's way better than the one on Houdini. Uh, they're just uh, so full of energy, and the drums just sound great on the reissue. So, you know, this was the, the sound that was evolving. I want to take a minute and go back earlier in the Melvin's uh, discography and look at uh, Mangled Demos. So casual fans may not have encountered this one. Um, us uh, hardcore fans were, were well aware of this bootleg that was that was around um, originally. This material was recorded in uh, 1983, the Mangled Demos it was called, um, just a collection of different songs. Um, some of these would appear on, on later albums, like you have the, the Set Me Straight that I just played you, um, Snake Appeal, Forgotten Principles, um, which would appear on the Singles 1 through 12 compilation that came out in the, the mid-90s. But uh, we've got here a... Uh, you know, a variety of songs that are mostly from the, driven by, by punk at that time. So you've got, um, you know, Mike Dillard on drums again, Matt Lucan was on bass during this album. And, uh, if you look around a little bit, so I, I believe it was, um, Ipecac and Alternative Tentacles released the LP, but Mangled Demos finally, um, uh, appeared, um, to the mainstream public in 2005. So a lot of those songs were kind of unearthed and, and touched up but definitely a good good place to start if you're curious about music uh, pre uh, ten songs. Um, again, it's it's a great little uh, punk rock record, and uh, some songs that never really saw the light of day. But these were before the Melvins had any um, before there was any interest in the Melvins. These songs just sort of uh, existed out there and were probably traded, uh, you know, on cassette tapes and. CDRs and things like that before before 2005. But uh, again, you have you know Mike Dillard and Matt Lucan. Their their sound was changing a little bit in between Mangled Demos and, and Ten Songs. And when Dale came on, you can really hear the difference of that song I just played you, um, as opposed to the one before it, which came out on the the Deep Six compilation. Um, the difference there, the heaviness in the music, and uh, so I really think it was a great step forward um, to have. Uh, Mike Dillard appear on later releases. Um, you know, obviously Dale has been uh, with the band since since day two, really. And uh, Mike Dillard's come back into the fold recently in the Melvin's 1983 iteration, which is also um, an incredible set of songs they've put out. Uh, they'll put out their second album this year in 2020, and uh, the one before it is called Trey's Cabrones. And we'll touch on that album in a, uh, a later podcast. It definitely deserves its own its own spotlight. But now we're just talking about 10 songs, uh, 26 songs, 8 songs, 6 songs. All these songs were uh, really came out in, um, I believe it was released originally in uh, 1986 was when it first saw the light of day. The... Uh, 1986 songs came out in 1986. Prior to that, it was a, it was a seven inch, and then it turned to, a uh, uh, twelve inch, I believe, which is where it went to eight songs. And then when it was released on CD in the early 90s, it went to ten songs, and they just kept kind of adding songs to this. Um, so, but I'd love to hear uh, maybe in the comments about what what some of your songs were from this era. Um, you know, I really think that they were sort of. Uh, getting their footing during this time and, and the next album that would come out 
um, of course, was gluey porch treatments, which is a um, really, some would argue that at this stage, um, in the, the early years of the Melvins, that was would have been their um, one of their best releases. Um, Dale Crover was just on fire during this time. The songs were great. They were weird, short. Um, they had some longer, sludgier, dissonant type songs during this time. But uh, today, just talking about 10 songs, really the the uh, a lot of the tracks were pretty pretty straightforward in a sense not too unusual just very heavy and uh, very unique sounding so i can't can't say i've ever heard anything really like it but i uh, would love to hear hear about your experience with 10 songs and and what you think of it you know for me looking back at when i started listening to the melvins i really started like like most people that have happened upon the Melvins starting in the uh, the mid-90s in their Atlantic years when they had the most distribution. They were on a, you know, a major label. They were getting distributed. You could find them in, in stores. Uh, they were getting promoted. Um, they were on MTV, things like that. So it was a little easier to, to find those albums and start there for the, the casual fan. But as you, as you learn to appreciate their music a little bit more, you start digging. And I think 10 Songs is a, a great place to start. Um, great place to to really understand where the Melvins come from and and how they um, how they began and it's really um, when Dale came into the fold I think is when they were able to to really grow as a band so um, you know in in closing I think for me uh, this remains you know it's in my top 10 of the the five hundred albums they've released you know this is a this is a top one for me of their their regular releases um i don't consider it an ep or, or anything special like that uh definitely uh, a full length um great album really like it um my favorite song was always uh disinvite i've always liked that one a lot but at a crawl is the is the song they've kind of kept in their set list going forward so you'll hear at a crawl on uh i think it appears on the end lp they've played it on a few um a few other live albums, um, but you don't you don't see many of the tracks really come through um, anymore, and um, so it's sort of like they've moved on from from those days. But uh, easy as it was, was the one that that tends to stick, and um, yeah, great great album. So uh, check it out and uh, leave me any comments that you can on the on the the podcast itself. Sludge glamorous. Tell your friends. Get it out there, and um, yeah, we're we're going to be touching on other albums. Each each one of these episodes is dedicated to um, to honoring the the Melvins and, and their albums. So uh, each podcast will kind of be dedicated to looking at a specific album, where it fits within the context of the rest of their catalog, and some of the things that that really made it unique. So for the the listener to that's just discovering the Melvins, I'm going to help guide you. Um, as to to where to start and I really do I think you should start here start in chronological order see what you think of the band Um, as they as they go along they're going to get more experimental Um, they're going to get their songs are going to get longer their songs are going to get more challenging and some of their material you can't even call a song so so you'll be uh, seeing that as well throughout the evolution of their music but um, start with 10 songs let me know what you think, and uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that today. So, in uh, this is our first episode, kind of coming to a close. The the previous two episodes, I would 
I would consider, uh, you know, demos or pilots, just trying to get a feel for the, the software that I'm using and, and um, trying to get some, some feedback on it. So, um, but yeah, going forward, we're going to be looking at, at full lengths, EPs, live albums, um, you know, and their, their catalog touches on doom, metal, punk, rock, pop music. Um, they've done noise albums and a lot of kiss worship. You know, you're going to hear a lot of covers throughout their, throughout their catalog, but I'm going to guide you. I'm going to show you the way, show you the Melvin's way of, of music. So that's it in closing. Um, we're going to close down with, uh, with just a thank you to those of you that have been on the um, podcast so far and um, let me know what you think. Have a Melvin's kind of day.